Hello and welcome to the Autism News Network podcast. My name is Dr. Frampton Gwinnett and I'm joined here today by Russ from the Autism News Network. Hey Russ. Hi. How are you? Doing great, doing great. Thanks for doing this today. Oh, I'm glad to. So yeah, so we're going to talk to a professor of sorts. I think we're both uh, huge Beatle fans, as you heard us allude to the Fab Four previously. Um, Russ, uh, tell us just from the top, um, how long does your Beatle fandom go back? I would say since 1973. Okay. And so that how old were you, if you don't mind, how old were you at that time? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. And so do you remember the Beatles when they were actively making music? Uh, actually, no. Okay. <laughs> really. So it was right uh, after the breakup. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Back in the 60s, I was too focused, I guess because of my autism, but I was too focused on the TV show called Batman. Mm-hmm. I love that show. I, no matter what, um, I would follow that, but... Absolutely. I wasn't into the music part until. The na 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 Batman. Yes. Great song. Great show. Adam West, right? And Bruce Ward. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What a great show. So you were into Batman, and then at some point, tell us about how you got to be a huge fan of the Beatles. Well, I kind of fell into that because, well. Because I'm have autism, although back then it wasn't even named that, but mm-hmm. um, teachers would call me retard, and they would uh, even if I said some a question that had some intelligence, she would make sure that the class thought I was like stupid, and they would start making fun of me. They start um, ridiculing me. Gosh, that's horrible. Yeah. I just so felt so... Um, I mean, I really started believing that. None of it's true. Of course. But because I was shy and because I didn't like sports, Those that's the only reason. Yeah. But, uh, but um, somehow, I guess because of TV, I did... Um, watched the monkeys, so I knew of them and the Parsons family. Somehow I got hooked on Bobby Sherman. Bobby Sherman was a teen idol. I got his albums if you want to listen to them. Teen idols at the time, you know, they, they good looking and they do have a voice, but it's all hyped to get people to buy the albums. And yeah, and so. They do a lot of publicity, they do a lot of you know um, right. photography to make them buy the yeah. albums. And so Bobby Sherman, was that a logical link to the Beatles? Well, yeah. Um, it started with him. And I thought it was interesting that he... My parents didn't really know of him, or they didn't listen to him. They listened to um, Sam David Jr., um, Bob Hope, the, um I mean, uh, Bing Crosby, um, Frank Sinatra, all those. Dean Martin, all those guys. Yeah. yeah. And here I got this young guy. So here I'm listening to someone who's pretty much I can relate to. Yeah. So it was like the first thing I thought. I felt kind of special that I, of the whole entire family, I had someone that I liked and people 
liked him too because he had hits. So again, I didn't listen to the radio at that time. Okay. But somehow because of TV, I just started listening to Bobby Schumann. Yeah. And so the Beatles, when they first came out, they were like heartthrobs, right? Um, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. As soon as I got Bobby Schumann, then I started listening to 50s music. Uh, Chuck Berry, Little Richard. My mom never heard of these people. Really? And she's from the 50s. Yeah. And again, I know something. If I know something that my parents don't know, then... I'm not as stupid as what everyone says. Right. So I had some sort of power, um, some, what you call it, um, respect for myself, or yeah. um, I had a better, but then here I am wanting, there was this um, album on well, I don't know how, but since I like Frank, I mean um, Frankie Avalon, Four Seasons, and I never got one. But Mom bought me the Beatles, the Red Album. Um, the Red Album. Yeah, Beatles, nineteen sixty-two to nineteen sixty-six. Okay. With the green Apple label, which is <laughs> a collector's item now. But, okay. But yeah. Um, I'd never heard of these people. Here I am listening to Love Me Do, See, um, Loves You, I Want to Hold Your Hand. And I'm with from the 60s, I've never heard of these. I've heard of the Munsters, the Ams family, um, you know, all TV shows. Yeah. But never heard of. So I, it was like, wow. And I'm so used to singers like. Parsons family, Bobby Sherman, and others, yeah. that um, someone else write the songs for them. Right. There was all these uh, Lindman Connie, so I just assume it's um, two two other people. That's that's their job is to write songs. Right. Uh, how do I know? I mean, I didn't even know the names. Mm-hmm. I just know the meal. The front cover has them as that they were in uh, 1963 and the back was from when the uh, was going to be the original cover of Get Back in 1969 but I didn't know that I thought well the clean cut version is from the from the beginning and up until 1966 yeah that's when they started growing hair I mean that's how um how I was, I never even knew. My yeah. favorite song was Yellow Submarine, and I would just be singing that song over that, and over again. That's my favorite Beatles song, Yellow Submarine. Yeah. Is oh. that yours? Um, not anymore, but yeah, at that time, yeah. At the time, yeah. So, so, and really, to give you some credit, you were like one years old when they started breaking pop to become pop. So, of course, you missed it because you were just a child. Right. But then when you were 12 years old or so, you started discovering the music. And that first album, you call it the Red Albums. That's the one where they're, they're, they, on, the, they're on the banister looking yeah. over, clean cut, and then on the back, it has them kind of shaggy. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's what the fans call it. The Red Album and the Blue Album is uh, 1967 to 1970. Okay. But, well, I was going to ask, what did the music do to you? 
Well, like I said, it, um, listening to, I still love Bobby Sherman. I thought he was, like, because he was my close, he was the first, but I thought, wow, I never heard this. I love it. I wish I knew about him. Yeah. And um, so here I have the happy to have this double album um, playing um, 62 to 66, and I thought it couldn't be any better. I mean, I thought this was their only hit songs. Oh, okay. So I don't necessarily have to go and get on the albums because I got all their hits. Yeah. Well, then next year, I uh, there was an album on the uh, on TV. If I could find it, there was yeah, called Forty Funky Hits. I I just made my own version because it, I got the album. Yeah. I mean the vinyl, but um, Forty Funky Hits was. So impressive on TV. I mean, they had these weird um, songs, uh, Simmy Simmy Cocoa Pop, Western Movies, Soft Fat Fanny. Uh, I mean, it was so unique. And it, it gets me, um, you know, everything that I do or in the past affects me in some way. Yeah. So this might have started something with me. I kept saying to my mom, please, I hope I get this. Please, can I get this? I was so disappointed when I didn't get it. But instead, I got the Beatles Blue Album, 1967 to 1970. I'm thinking, well, the album cover has them with beard and and the 19... Um, on the back, it's the... Um, and clean shaving. So I had to ask mom, um, what did they uh, didn't shave at the end of the decade? Yeah. Did they she, go through she puberty? <laughs> she just, um, she was happy that I liked it. Yeah. Although I preferred 40 Funky Hits at that time. So 40 Funky Hits, that was like various artists? Oh, yeah. I could play it. It's. Took me a while, but yeah. I got my own. But yeah, it's. Uh, but as I grew, I'm starting liking the Beatles more. I still love the '50s music, and at that time, people in school would tease me, ridicule me. Why am I not listening to the '70s or today's music, which is the '70s? But I have to listen to my parents' music, and blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, Megan Graffiti came out, Happy Days, and now I didn't look as bad. Yeah. For being a 60s music fan. A 50s, but then yeah. the Beatles. Oh, the 50s. Beatles uh, affected me more. Um, as soon as I got that, I noticed on the Blue Album, everyone, again, then McCartney, there was a Harrison, but mostly McCartney. So I'm thinking, who are these people? Then my fourth, third album, the Beatles Revolver. Great one. In the back, it has the pe people who were singing it. John Lennon, 
Paul McCartney, George Lennon McCartney, George Harrison. Now I know who these people are. Yeah. I don't know who Ringo is. I mean, the Octopus's Garden was written by Richard Starsky. Yeah. So I didn't know they were connected. But the more I knew, the it's like um, I I really did focus more on the Beatles more and more, and I just couldn't um, stop. I mean, I went and got every single album. Some of which, even the Beatles did not want to be released. But R- really? How did you? What, like, can you give some examples? Um, the original Beatles rock and roll music. It's a double album, silver shining um, cover, and inside you get this soda fountain. And you get Ringo Starr did not like it because it's not them. It's gears more to like the 50s style. So Capitol Records had to um, discontinue that and release it again in two single albums. So I'm glad I got the original, but yeah. Um. So you're talking about some of these old records. Do you still have your vinyl records? Oh yeah! Wow, um, I'm obsessive about everything I like. Are they in good shape? Yeah, I mean maybe the fringes in between, but yeah. And the record itself? Oh, play- the record is perfect. Wow! Now, when you listen to music, do you put on a record player, or do you prefer other types? Well, yeah, I got, I played my vinyl, I play my CDs, and iTunes. Yeah, I'm. At work, and when I was main just cleaning pumps, I had a fan base because here I am playing music, and a lot of women are behind me, watch me. Yeah. <laughs> so they enjoy the the tunes. Well, yeah, yeah. but uh, I've been told that they like my dancing. Oh, you dance while you listen to music? Yeah. Cool. That... I think that's why. But. Okay. So when you're. But as long as I'm enjoying it, I don't care. Yeah, so you'll be at work listening to music and dancing while you work. Yeah. That's awesome. See, I love myself, so right now no one can um, harm me. No one can tell me um, or insult me or put me down. Yeah. Because I got through that. Yeah, you went through a hard time when you were young. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe, okay, I can understand the classmates because, well, frankly, they're idiots. So you've worked through a lot, and has music been... A big part of your life? Yeah. Um, it really did. But from from 1973 to 1980, it was just the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I come walk in the room and I'll be um, saying hi. And by the way, you know the Beatles did this or Beatles that, or whatever you said I would compare it to? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had all their albums. All vinyl, including the Let It Be, which is the only one with a red label. I'm Red Apple, because mm-hmm. it was made in New York. But then I got the solo career. Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney and the Wings, John Lennon, John Lennon um, and the Plastic Ornament Band, George Harrison, Ringo Starr, all of them. So you followed them all the way through their solo work? Yeah. Yeah. 
I liked Paul. I wasn't sure about John and George because um, one was about religion, the other one about this peace thing. But Paul McCartney had all these um, great pop songs. And Ringo Starr, well, I love him too. Yeah. So I would, because um, I don't want to get stuck on an album that I wouldn't like. Right. But I got Paul. I got Ringo. And then I got the greatest tits of Paul Mc, of John Lennon, Shave Fish, which, again, is out of print, and George Harrison's greatest head album. The Shave Fish... Um, you're saying sh- al- you're saying Shaved Fish? Yeah, that was the name of his greatest hit album. Oh. I, I don't know why. Yeah. But... That's funny. But, it, yeah, it's... Um, they had the... Mind Games, Give Peace a Chance, Cold Turkey, and um, Women are the End of the World. And I thought, that I, um, but um, heck, is a camera, so I thought, well, I'll let that one go. But um, I like the whole album, and then George Harrison's greatest hit, A-Side, it's just Beatles songs. B-side is his, so um, I liked his. So it was his was better to me. But like I said, gradually I got John and George's albums, um, and I was happy. My brother would be listening to Grateful Dead and Rolling Stones, whatever. Yeah. And me, the Beatles. Yeah. Beatles, 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 constantly Beatles. I mean, Beatles. If someone, if they write a song about, um, I mean, if they wrote a song for someone else, I want that. If they were in the back, um, background singers, I would um, want to get that. If they were mentioned in a song, I would get that. <laughs> wow. Now I got uh, John Lennon's two books in his own right, Spanners and Works. George Harrison's original hardcover, I mean mine. I mean, I I got piles and piles of Beatle books. Really? Yes. Do you read them? Yeah. Um, some of which, you know, I think they took some from another one because some of them sound pretty much the same. But, um, but yeah, I got gradually got all of them except for four albums. Um, my, uh, my birthday in, Ju- in July, I got um, Beatles introduced, oh, introducing the Beatles on VJ, which, <laughs> again, out of print. Um, yeah, the Let It Be. Wings Greatest, that's what hooked me on. So from July 26 to December um, 9th, I had, and that's all I got, all the Beatles solo albums. So you completed the collection? Yeah. Well, except for um, Double Fantasy. 
I mean, here John Lennon is coming out of retirement. There's a chance the Beatles can get back together again. I would love it. I yeah. really enjoyed it. Then I got woken up. My mom came in the room says, John Lennon's dead. I just woke up. I, I couldn't believe that. Right. So for the whole day on the radio, they would be saying, I want to live, I want... They got recordings of them. I want to live, I want to live, I want to live. Who was in saying, New York, in New York. Who was saying, I want to live? No, I mean, they had an interview and they took a John Lennon's um, voice and they kept repeating it. I, I mean, it was kind of... Um, it's the same you have... It's something that you... I guess you have to be there, but... It was like um, the world can't live without him. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were talking about the Beatle, John Lennon. This, even when he's dead, they still have to um, talk. Beatle John Lennon has just died. Mm-hmm. Beatle John Lennon. This. They keep forgetting about him being a plastic owner band. They forget all that, and it's only. Uh, and I have numerous articles, and there was, I mean, I was so um, down. I I couldn't, I was so upset with my, in, in my inner self, I couldn't smile. I, could, I mean, the greatest hope I have in life. Of the Beatles getting back together. Oh, just to have John Lennon coming out. That's, he's my favorite. Okay. Then I read this news article. Two women in New York and one man in Florida commit suicide because they can't live without John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Thing popped in my head. I want to prove to the world that I love the Beatles just as much. Mm-hmm. But it's like a light switch off. Wait a minute. If I do that, I won't be able to listen to the Beatles. Right. So. <laughs> That was like a double edge, but it also got me focused away necessarily. You know, I started liking the Rolling Stones, the Who, the Kinks, the mm-hmm. God, I mean, all British rock. Yeah. Then I focused because I I didn't want to get into just that one thing, thinking that I would. I mean, I love life, and to think like that I, I couldn't do that anymore and then I uh, but yeah I, I now have every song ever recorded from January 1st 1960 to December 31st 1969 um, and I got the 40s I got the 50s everyone I like from 1910 to now but uh, yeah that one moment I thought and then, of course, Christmas came, and I got the devil fantasy. So John had been dead for just a few weeks. Yeah. And you got the album Double Fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. So you were really, really into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, I just couldn't um, fathom why. I used to play guitar because the Beatles. I played all their music. Really? With my um, audio and then later my guitar. I'm electric guitar, and mm-hmm. 
I mean, I blew the uh, um, the auto guitar. Um, I mean, I kept playing it. It just fell apart. And the electric guitar, I blew out the speaker. When he died, I, or I should say, assassinated. Um, I stopped playing. I mean, it's not that I uh, don't like it, it's just... I ha it's time for me to move on to something else. Mm -hmm. I still love them, I'll still play them, and anytime I feel down, I'll play the Beatles or John Lennon or, or even Yoko Ono. A lot of people don't like her, I love her. Love her music? Yeah. I got a, a box set, um, set of CDs at home of just Joko Ono. I do have some vinyl, but uh, they're hard to find. But um, yeah, I got all hers on iTunes, so I got them. I love Yoko Ono. Wow, so for the people listening, you'd recommend that they check Yoko Ono's music out? <laughs> I say it, but I don't think anyone's going to listen to it. Yeah. Is it an acquired taste, or is it like a certain style? You want to hear one? Uh, maybe we can consider that. I don't know if I don't know if we can do that. But oh. maybe give us a, give us the names of some songs that you like. How about that? I do love Sister or Sister, which is on the New York. Well, I mean, sometime in New York. Um, I also like Will or Water. Of, oh, don't worry, kill cold. Mommy's on the hand in the snow. Um, again, you're gonna have to. Yeah, you're gonna have to um, spend some time, um, get your brain washed out, and just listen to it. Yes. Yeah. yeah, most people aren't gonna like her. Okay. But that's that's interesting. Worth checking out. So is it fair to say that when you got the news about John Lennon, like many people, that you were shattered and devastated? Yeah. 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 At, at school, people were uh, fans of the Beatles and even the teachers. And so um, at the time, I was going to a private school because of my autism. And um, it was like... First time, um, classmates and teachers and myself was like in the same page. Mm -hmm. Grieving. Yeah. Talking about um, their love for John Lennon or most of them, the Beatles. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I. I get over it. I'm here. Yeah, and you're a mega fan. Oh, yeah. So you mentioned earlier that John's your favorite? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, I'm a Paul guy myself. I I personally feel like John had kind of the cool aspect, that he had a lot of the star quality, and that Paul was kind of like the steady, 
hit producing, you know, yeah. guy, and that they balanced each other out so well. They challenged each other. They brought out the best in each other. Right. And it's re- really, uh, I don't think there's been another case in music history where two people uh, fed off of each other so well. Oh, you know? yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's a song on uh, Let It Be um, Getting Better. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Let It Be, um, Song Play Feels Forever. Getting Better. You can actually hear both of them when they do line by line. Paul McCartney's um, line is, I'm getting better, better. And you hear in the background John Lennon saying, it can't get much worse. Yeah. Meaning, here's Paul McCartney looking at the bright side, and here's John Lennon um, looking at the <coughs> the negative side. So yeah. It's, but yeah, it's like you said. There's some songs on there they just recorded just on the spot. And there's others they just one does one part and the other one wants to compete and do it better. And yeah, they did a great job. Oh yes. They just I wish um well always thought that George Harrison and Ring of Star could have been the second uh, but that never happened. Yeah, because George Harrison was a musical genius as well. Oh, yeah. In his own right. He he started writing songs after they stopped um, touring. But uh, when he started writing songs, they, some of them are even better than Leonard McCartney. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. Have you gone back much and looked at videos of Beatlemania? Like, seen what it was like? Um, I think a lot of people in this age group, like my own kids, I showed them Beatlemania videos like for education. Um, have you ever looked at any of those? I have um, a box set of the Ed Sullivan show mm-hmm. um, with all four episodes, the complete episode with the Beatles. And, um, oh, yeah, I watch that a lot. It is kind of hard to... Um, I mean, I love to see them, but it's kind of hard to watch them. I mean, to hear them. It, yeah, to hear them. Because yeah. the fans kept screaming and screaming. You just couldn't uh, hear anything. Yeah, I, I, Paul said that he and John once were on stage at Shea Stadium, I believe. Yeah. And it was so loud that they just looked at each other during the song and just went blah, 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 blah into the microphones because no one could hear them anyway. And right. they were just randomly strumming their guitars, and they're like, "Listen, the crowd's so loud. Who cares what we play right. for that ten seconds oh, or whatever?" And all four of them uh, at times was actually playing four different songs, and they didn't—they yeah. couldn't hear each other. Yeah. And yeah. Um, John Lennon, I, um, he started uh, just acting like an idiot, and you know, just. Um, walking as though he's um, handicapped or something. They, no one even cared. Right. He just um, acted like himself, but no yeah. one cared. Did you ever hear that in the early days, like when they were playing smaller indoor venues, that the venues would start to smell like urine because the, a lot of the people screaming, a lot of the women screaming would be peeing themselves during the concert? You ever hear that? Uh, it's probably... True, I've never actually heard that, but it's probably 
is yeah I'm, I'm just interested in that as a physician that you know you create so much pressure by screaming sometimes it happens by laughing that people become incontinent of urine and then just the idea of that kind of hysteria at a concert it's really hasn't been matched in the 60 years since no. has it no no one's ever even come close yeah and I've been showing my kids some of the videos of like when they arrived in New York or even in England and you see 20,000 people in the street trying to get to their limousine <laughs> and it's, yeah. you have to see it to believe it right or right. a band lands at the airport and there's 100,000 people at you know wherever they landed in I think it was LaGuardia um, it's it's unbelievable right right now the singers of today make because um, of CDs and whatever they might be getting paid more because of the um, the economy it's just but and they may have fans. They may um, have them, but no one before, during, and after can teach, can outdo the Beatles. There's just no. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and to think too about, I have goosebumps. I'm looking out of my arms just from you saying that because to, to think how really short their career was. It was just yeah. about nine or ten years, and they like these days. Like you said, Justin Bieber, he's been around better part of twenty years now. <laughs> you know, I don't like him. Well, I never liked him. Yeah, it, don't even put that. Yeah, sorry. Edit that. Out. We'll edit that out. But you put know, a different name. Well, Taylor Swift has been around probably sixteen years now, and uh, that's that's way longer than the Beatles. You know. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, it's pretty cr- amazing how how fast they were able, how prolific they were. Right. Um, yeah. Um, well, can you speak about? what listening to the Beatles does for you emotionally? It depends on the song. Like, um, my favorite song of all is Cross the Universe. Mm-hmm. From Now, Go. there's the original version, not the Phil Spector that he ruined on Let It Be, but the original with the birds chirping, and I can just sit there, listen to it, I'm, oh, sorry. I'm in another world. You're transported. Yeah. I, it's like, wow. Yeah. There is a life after on this um, this world that's of hate. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't make sense. but. Yeah, they were able to tap into this happiness and this hopefulness. Yeah. And I think that might be part of why I love the song Yellow Submarine so much because they have so many great songs and Yellow Submarine is kind of a novelty song it's just kind oh, of a yeah. childish oh, yeah. song they, they act real goofy in it but but at the same time it's a beautiful melody and it just takes you to this place where you're just bouncing on the waves in this Yellow Submarine and you don't have to think about life you know for those two and a half minutes oh, yeah and that's my favorite film is that right? yeah I mean the way it um Blinks on the way it has holes in it. It. Um, they really looked at all the Beatles songs at that time, and um, and you could tell that they, they uh, trying to make their lyrics into um, to what I I just love it. Yeah. Whether I'm a Beatles fan or not, it's just. Um, I guess watching cartoons on Walt Disney, right? It, it's kind of like a step up for to adults. Yeah, and I thought, wow, absolutely. And they were doing so much of this without MTV, 
or mm-hmm. social media. You know, it's they didn't YouTube. have to. No, yeah, they didn't have to. It's, they just put the album in the stores. And matter of fact, um, the Beatles albums never had a greatest, never had a hit song on it. I mean, uh, I wanted to help hold your hand was not on uh, the album. In the United States, yes, but in um, you in Great Britain, no, because I mean, when you're a performer, you want to put your hit song on the album to uh, so you could sell the album. Beatles never did that; they just made a whole album and then the song. So yeah, but in the United States, that they tend to. Um, revamp it commercialize it yeah yeah Yeah. um now that's that's a great point so the the beatles were kind of known for uh having little treats inside their albums that only the fans the real fans knew about like sometimes people call those easter eggs like video games will have little hidden things yeah and the the beatles had their own easter eggs in, in their albums right did you ever get into any of those what like the Paul is dead? Host? Yeah, Paul is dead. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. And if you look at it, it does it does really really because um, I I got somewhere that you can look like look at an arm on the Abbey Road album, mm-hmm. and if you look really close to it, well, like uh, the Abbey. A road album uh, has a lot, but uh, so did the um, Sergeant Pepper, right? Sergeant Pepper um, and the Magical Mystery Tour. Magical Tour, and then there's some certain songs that also has some Easter eggs in it. Yeah, and, and and there were literally people out there, a lot of people who swore that Paul was dead, right? Right. Um, just recently, Paul McCartney, um, well, a few years ago, had a live album and called Paul is Alive. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. I never knew that. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people who thought maybe they did it um, on purpose, but um, all four of them swear they didn't um, do that. Yeah. I think. But w- you can... You can't do it with CDs or iTunes, but on the vinyl, yeah. you could play certain songs and plays backwards. Right. You could hear a message. Yeah. And uh, this country, the U.S. did not have the Sound of Pepper in the groove, but in Great Britain and others has a... Um, this in the groove that when you play, play I mean so you're saying the day in your life mm-hmm. um, there's a added thing yep but not in this country but if you play that backwards um, you hear another message yeah matter of fact to to tell you how great the 60s were fans were actually called to these um uh, people that love and you know they would just shake a hand I mean on the streets you yeah. know hi and nowadays two, that, that wouldn't happen now these two um, girls came to Paul McCartney's house and say would you do what you said that's on this album 
and he didn't understand what he was saying. So he played it backwards. And it says, we'll F you like Superman. We'll F you like And they don't say F. They yeah. say the... Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was so sh- shocked about that. Wow. How did that happen, you think? The record don't company? Don't know. That's crazy. But yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know. Maybe they were... I think they had to know something like this. Um, yeah. But the... Those who were buying albums to have them burn um, because of what John Lennon said about um, About the Beatles are more popular than Jesus. Yeah. Um, Which they are. Everything is more popular. iPhones are popular. Um, That lamp is. um, Most people do not think of Unless they go to church, right? Most people are thinking of what they see, right? But uh, so yeah, he, he had there a were point. people actually. Parents would actually be buying albums, so on TV they could just burn them. Wow! But because of the Paul, McC- Paul McCartney um, dead hoax, people were re- were buying um, Beatle albums, and they were going. Um, on the charts again, the previous one, so they can listen to them all and find the um, clues. The clues. Wow. So they were yeah. go- going back up the charts after they had been out several years. That's well, unbelievable. No, I'm, I'm talking about um, back um, in the late 60s. It's, yeah. It's, they were still together. Yeah. But, um, oh, yeah. They People just um, love the Beatles. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, just thinking about fandom, there is different levels of fandom, and certainly you're way high up there. Did you know that there is a young lady in Liverpool who bought all four childhood homes of the Beatles? No. Yeah. She went and bought each one where the where the lads grew up, and now she owns them. Oh, lucky her. <laughs> yeah. Would you Would you like that? I would love to see them. I'm not sure if I. Uh, I would. We might necessarily want to um, go in it because I might disturb a footprint. Yeah. Of what, but uh, yeah, to just um, maybe take a chair and look outside and. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if I would actually walk in because. <laughs> yeah. All four of them. No. And they were tiny. I've seen pictures. They're tiny places. Those were working class oh, yeah. guys, you know. Oh, Ringo was um, had the uh, was really a working class. I mean, he was re- um, that was in Dingles. Dingles was whoops area than um, Liverpool. Is that what's Dingles? Uh, that's a uh, that where he was from. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's. Next to Liverpool, or maybe part of it, but it's a different area than yeah. the other three. Okay. But uh, yeah, it's um, he now he had that tough life. I mean, I've heard certain people in um, autism that had um, awful childhood. They were mm-hmm. um, 
abused, they were um, talked down to. And wh one of the negative things that I read, Ringo Starr had it worse. I don't care what anyone says. Ringo Starr had every childhood disease known to man. Really? Every one. Never heard this. Yeah, he um, he had so many. One year that they had to drop, um, he had to repeat the same class when he was. And then um, there was times when he had it so bad that they thought he was going to die. And he was just a young guy. Yeah. Wow. And then they thought the parents thought he had been out of school so much that. Um, it's not for him. They just bought him a drum kit, and there you go. Yeah. Now, again, in Liverpool, um, they didn't. They listened to rock and roll, but they had their own music, skiffle music, where they would take a. Um, what kind of music? Skiffle. Skiffle. Okay. Yeah, they would take like a um, a drum and make um, have like. Well, they make their own instruments. Whatever made yeah. a sound, that's what they would use. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a yeah. There's a, there's a, didn't have much of a good childhood. He didn't graduate because he never. Mm -hmm. But they, all the people who did their groups, not just the Beatles, but also Gary and the Pacemakers, Human and the Hermits, and everyone in who was in Liverpool. They um, they just thought this was going to be for a couple um, years, and they'll just go and work in the factories because mm -hmm. that's all that Liverpool had with yeah. factories. So it doesn't really matter if you had an education or not. It's just you're going in the factory. So they didn't anticipate the British invasion. No, they didn't know anything. They they just um, they were amazed at Brian Epstein. Um, Saw them. Yeah. They were amazed that Brian Epstein got them a recording contract. Yeah. They, this had they, never been done before, you know? No, so, yeah. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. And it was like one step after another, and they didn't know what America was like. There was a few people who came to the United States that was famous in Great Britain, but bombed. I mean, uh, they just thought the United States is not going to be... Not Something you want to go to. Yeah. There's a song but. by Paul McCartney on a, a pretty recent album that came out six or seven years ago uh, from his album called New. And it's a song called Early Days. And it's about uh, being in Liverpool when you're 14, 15 years old. And he's describing him and his friend, which we presume to be John Lennon, you know, dressed in black, slicking their hair back. Pretty uh, boys. Yeah. Walk, what did you call them? The Teddy Boys. Teddy Boys, yeah. Walking up and down the streets of Liverpool with guitars on their backs and playing their music, going in the record stores, trying to imitate the sounds that they heard, the American early rockers. And um, one of the quotes in that song is he says, you know, everybody kind of says that they know what happened between Paul and John. And, and he says, but let me tell you, um, I was in the early days. I was there. Right. They weren't. I lived it. Right. You know, and he can go all the way back 
I, and it really brought chills to me because, you know, that the bond that those guys had growing yeah. up together, and um, it's you know they went through Beatlemania. They're the only ones who ever went through Beatlemania yeah. from their perspective, and it's it's just amazing. And Paul's eighty now. Yeah, it's pretty hard to believe. And he made it um, album. He still makes albums. Yeah, him and Ringo. Yeah, makes, still makes albums. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just fascinating, um, you know, that they're still winning fans to this day. And I hope that, I hope people who listen today um, can appreciate the Beatles all over again. And please go back to the albums. If you listen to vinyl, break them out. If you listen to tape decks, eight tracks, yeah. CDs, oh, yeah, hit iTunes, um, Spotify, wherever you can, and just listen to that music because. It, it will never be duplicated. It's, no. it's really... I mean, there's people who record them, like in Motown or the country westerns, jazz, and even R&B, and they get put their um, thumbprint in it, but it doesn't have that same um, quality. Yeah. I mean, I like how um, they play it, but um, it's not the same. No, I mean, it doesn't have absolutely. that style that um, you could write, you could sing the song, but you don't have that flavor. Yeah. Do you think um, that you and I should talk about the Beatles regularly on a regular yeah. show? <laughs> Actually, I was planning on being my silly self, but please. But yeah, please. Yeah, you can always be your silly self on this pod and. Um, yeah, I think that we have the beginnings here of a of a great series about the Beatles that is at least one show, but let's try to make it many more than one. Sure. Yeah, we've just scratched the surface, right? Right. Um, okay. Well, again, thank you to our audience for for joining us today. I'm here with Russ from the Autism News Network, who is a lifelong Beatle fan and always will be, um, and uh, we appreciate you being with us and we hope that you'll join us for our next episode soon i'm dr gwinnett from the autism news network thank you for joining us